And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the Technology News Talk. And today, for, for, for this episode, we're going to touch on everything that um, that was been announced during this week's, um, this year's uh, 2022 uh, CinemaCon. For those who are for filmmakers or movie lovers out there and want to hear the news that's been announced, I got that uh, touch for y'all. So everything that was announced from Sony, Warner Brothers, Universal, Dizzy, Fox and Marble, Lionsgate, and, and Paramount. I got it all for you to, to touch on, and we're going to go by piece by piece of what happened in um, each panel, along with other uh, news and announcements that, that's happened uh, this week. But um, before we get into those uh, the, the discussion today, I want to welcome a special guest uh, back on the show. You guys kind of re re remember this voice, and uh, we kind of touch on, on a certain project that we are working together. So everyone, uh, give you a warm welcome to uh, to Alice Kingsman. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up? What it do, man? Yeah, hey, man. How you doing, man? Ah, uh, man, I'm doing well. A lot of things have been going on since the last time I was on the show, but uh, I'm just glad. I'm just glad to be here, man. Not even like not even because it's your podcast, just because we get to talk a lot of stuff here. You know, a lot of certain topics that you and I are very familiar with. So I'm glad to be back. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so uh, when we get to the um to the uh, to the end of the show, if you want to get uh have have a free time, if you want to touch on anything about the project that that, that we do, I know it's been a long time. If you want to mention anything, uh, when by the time we are getting ready to wrap up, the, the floor will be yours. But um, other than that, before we get into the new topics today, I want to get your opinion on some of the topics that I discussed uh, that last week. So um. Let's get into like so, some of the um some of the minority ones, and then we'll get to the major ones later. So um the first one you know, I want to discuss about so Netflix is losing their subscribers, and some shows are, are getting canceled due to uh the to money issues. So do you think it is the the end of Netflix? And you think like Prime Video, Disney Plus, or HBO Max is going to take over? Oh no, no. No, the, the, the thing about Netflix is that they were the starting basis for all these streaming platforms. So obviously you got Disney Plus, you got Hulu, you got HBO Max, and you have a bunch more coming like Paramount Plus, Apple Plus. There's so many streaming services out there that at this point, I feel like we're all going to go broke if we have to buy all of them. Um, <laughs> but um um, I don't think it's the end of Netflix. And the reason why I think that is because, like I said, Netflix is the starting basis for all these streaming platforms. Yes, there are business decisions that have been made in the past that a lot of Netflix subscribers do not agree with. And one of those is, I believe, the, um, the, the account sharing. That, uh, that, that's, what, that's what's going on with Netflix. So um they started they started restricting account sharing and at the end of the day they realized that a lot of the business that they could be making they're not making because people are sharing accounts but we're at a time right now where everybody is just they got a lot of things going on a lot of financial issues and obviously it's not it's not even much to pay for a Netflix Netflix subscription but it's all about how really it, it as a business decision 
Netflix, in my opinion, did the right thing because you want to make more business. Your, their job is to be the top competitor. All these streaming platforms are competing with Netflix and Netflix could be making more money, more business from these subscribers that are not, you know, th that are not in, you know, in their programming. So for them to take away the, the account sharing, I think as a business move, it's smart, but from the fan and um, Netflix subscriber point of view, of course, it would drive me insane. It would make me, it would make me really pissed because, you know, I share like, like, okay, let's be honest. I share an account with my, with my family. I share an account. I don't pay for Netflix, but, um, you know, if I have to pay for my own subscription, I'll do it. You know, it, I mean, it is what it is as a business move. I think it's smart as, um, as a viewer perspective, it, it would drive me mad, but, um, I think, I think the stock uh, of Netflix did drop a lot in the last um, seven to 14 days, but I see it's going to come back up. It's going to come back up. This is just a small thing that everybody's mad at right now, but give it a couple months and everybody will forget about what happened. These headlines, they, they're driving something that is not even that big of a deal. So it's, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's, that, that, that's how I see the situation. Obviously, you know, I understand, I understand it from both sides. So it's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. That's why I said last week, I would, I would, I would wait it out and see what happens. But personally, like I said, I don't think it's going anywhere. So I would just wait about it in a couple of months, a year. So well, what's going to happen between now and then. And, yeah. um, yeah, Netflix is not Netflix is not going anywhere. They they've never gone anywhere. If you think that they went somewhere, you're sadly mistaken because Netflix originals, all that stuff. You got Stranger Things coming out pretty soon. I'm telling you, by the time that Stranger Things releases into Netflix, everybody's gonna forget about the the, the account sharing. I I guarantee you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, well, so uh, moving on from the, from that um. We're going to touch base on everything from uh, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, uh, Doctor Strange 2, uh, Stu, uh, Multiverse of Madness, and, uh, of course, the Thor 4, Love and Thunder, when we get to the um, to the CinemaCon panel. But um, one more thing I wanted to mention. So I talked about last week about uh, Israel Miller and his future with DC. Now, when they, uh, when they put out the... Um, the third installment of the Fantastic Beasts was um, the, the Secrets of Dumbledore. And then when they did the, like the media and the press release, um, Israel Miller was not present at the time. Because I think yeah, he was in Hawaii doing some, doing some dumb shit. I don't know but I don't know if you heard the story. So um, he's been arrested three times. Most of those times were from, uh, the, I would say, domestic violence, uh, if you want to call it that. Because um, the first time... I, I forgot when this happened, uh, yeah, probably a year or two or so, but um, the first time he got arrested, he choked the girl out in a, in a nightclub. The second time, and then the, la the, the latest two was in Hawaii. The first time was um, he threatened to, uh, to burn a couple uh, alive in their in hotel room bed. And then the third time, um, he, he threw a chair to, um, to a 26-year-old 20, girl that have uh, in results having a, a gash in our forehead. So I touched about um, 
uh, about the Flash. Now, granted, this movie was already shoot. It, the the the, the production, production was already done. Now they were planning to, to release this in 2023. But I say that movie is in high water right now because what what will happen when when that time that movie comes out next year and they start uh, to do to the do the media press? I don't think Israel Miller should be present because you probably gonna have paparazzi gonna ask you, oh, how does it feel like to choke a choke a girl out or like uh, the, the bourbon? Like no. Like this movie is in sitting in hot water right now. So, like, what are your thoughts on, on that? And what do you see Israel Miller's filler uh, future in DC? Oh man, first of all, let, let me let me touch base on the fact that when he when he grabbed when I read the story of him throwing the chair, it made me think of um fr- um friday night raw in wwe like i can just imagine <laughs> i can just imagine him grabbing the grabbing the young lady that i am so sorry that she went through all of this i can just imagine going choke slam oh this miller got it with a chair oh. <laughs> it's a it's um oh my god it just makes me think of so many like wwe like finisher moves and all that stuff but Oh man, like it's it's a funny topic, but it's not. It's also not the best topic to talk about. The Flash for next year is not in hot water. It's in volcanic level, like volcanic temperature type of hot seat that really will determine, in my opinion, two things: either Ezra Miller is kept on the cast. You know, they, they don't, they, they can't really just take him out of the movie because the movie's about him. And people have been talking about recasting him and bringing in guys like Grant Gustin from the CW. That's not, um, that's, that's probably what the fans want, but re- realistically, business-wise, um, the movie is on a hot seat. The press release for next year is going to be like an, ep- um, what's the, like, like, what's the show host? that um that literally just lets people fight in a studio like it's always like oh like you did this you cheated on my wife and like all that stuff like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a war zone yeah like jerry springer maury there we go yeah (laughs) yeah it's supposed to it like the press release the red carpet of the flash for 2023 is an absolute episode of jerry springer right off the bat and I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Springer was the one headline headlining the 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 red carpet, but um, the movie is in a really really bad situation. Your heads, your your main star is in the talks of a lot of um, a lot of accusations, a lot of violent behavior, and this there there are no signs, or at least there hasn't been any signs of um consequences given to Ezra that's why I think in the um, um in the media when when they're promoting Fantastic Beast he's not there because he's probably still in Hawaii I don't is it confirmed that he left Hawaii or no like is he still there or like or or did he or did they already confirm that he is back where like in the U.S. or just not in Hawaii um i think he's still there but man it's 
really sad situation because this is one of the most anticipated movies of next year and you have and and you have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness as the you know as the one and two punch in this multiversal blockbuster cinema season and for next year and they delayed this movie a whole year so they can work on reshoots and I'm literally putting up my quotes like here with my fingers um the movie is either this is not that likely but the movie has a chance of sticking with Ezra they keep doing what they're doing the press release has Ezra nowhere near and they release it as an HBO Max exclusive however they have wasted millions and millions of dollars in this movie this movie has been in production hell for like what Trico five years give it take uh, I don't know what they were trying to do it earlier but um they finally did it so um it's just up to them but like um what they wanted to do yeah like I I think if you ask me Ezra should be fired he shouldn't have a job it's not even about um it's not even about your credentials it's not even about your resume this is the fact that you have put random innocent pedestrians lives at risk because you are not responsible for your own behaviors and for everything that is going on within you you know this and i and i'm not one and i'm not one to talk about mental issues because let's face it ezra miller whatever he's going through there are no concept like so far since the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, I have not seen any consequence to his actions. Obviously, they're put in a really tough spot, but I don't think they're gonna fire him. I think he's gonna stay. I'm gonna say they're gonna um, they're gonna start. Okay, Warner Brothers has a history of covering up their tracks, covering up all of these of this bad pu- publicity, but you can't really escape this one because this is one of the hottest movies coming into next year. And all of a sudden, your main star is the one of the main talks, other than the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp um, trial. Like, come on! Like, you you are headlining a movie that everybody has been waiting for for at least five to six years, including myself. And now you're doing all these things to jeopardize that. And in my opinion, no contract extension. I wouldn't give him a trilogy. Um, I think that there might be couple secret reshoots that might happen this is not coming from a source this is just me speculating um i think they might do a couple reshoots to kind of maybe send ezra off i think that's the smartest way to go have him end the movie in kind of like a heroic way obviously nobody's gonna take it that way but if you're gonna do a recast at least have him be in the movie and then have the end be a total shocker. But I don't think they're going to fire him. I think they're going to continue. They're going to release the movie, probably ask him to stay home and um, just continue on with the press. But it's just, it's such a bad situation, Trico. Like, like how do you handle this? Like, it's, it's but, ridiculous. Wow. I would say, I, you know that, um, that Warner Brothers Discovery is official, so they under a new management, a new boss, and everything. So I just say, um, just let the movie release, and then just figure out what are you going to do. Like, um, I would just say, get Israel Miller some help if he's going through some something or going through mental health. I don't know if he's 
diagnosed with, with some certain issues. I don't know. I don't know about his personal life. Nobody mentioned anything, but um, like just have like family and friends and members. Like get get him some help. You know what I'm saying? Then just you know, uh, but um, but I, I still say I would just uh, wait it out and see what's gonna happen. They were planning uh, um to release the film because they show some footage uh, during the Warner Brothers panel uh, at Comic Con, which we'll get to it in a moment. But um, yeah, that's all I say. Is that let's just let's just wait it out and see what what what's gonna happen. Yeah, because I think because at the end of the day, this is the probably the biggest DC movie next year, and it's just I'm gonna keep reiterating, but it's such a really really bad situation for Warner Brothers Discovery because they're basically walking in in a room where the toy box is spilled all over the floor, and they have to pick it up. And they have to make up for the mess that previous management from Warner Brothers had to deal with. Like, this is the result of the previous management not doing the job correctly. And on top of that, now David Zaslav, the the now new head of Warner Brothers Discovery, he has to be the one now that has to help make the decision whether to keep Ezra or fire Ezra. But I, I, I agree with you. I think they're just going to wait it out. They're going to wait till it dies down. But we don't know. Maybe the new Warner Brothers Discovery regime is different. We, we only time will tell for this one. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But um, speaking of Warner Brothers, let's get into the um to the new topics today before we get into everything that was now at Semicon. So. Uh, the first report we're going to talk about is um, the new Batgirl movie is is plans of going uh, theatrical uh, release instead of an HBO Max release. So um, this is what Movie Red uh, Rev has reported. As the corporate structure of Warner Brothers Studios changes, the new hierarchy in the management is making some changes to its most critical film unit, DC Films. And that includes the project lineup for the ongoing DC extended universe, an attempt from DC to create a Marvel-like live-action cinematic universe of its interconnected stories feature in both film and television series. In contact to the recent merger of Warner Brothers' executive, Toby uh, uh, Mezrich, is considering Batgirl for a theatrical release after the new CEO, David Zassa, to take over in the studio report bad girl was was earlier supposed to be a hbo max film original film set in the dc city universe along with another entity within the franchise uh, the blue video which could uh, get a theatrical release uh, um as well so um with that go with bad girl going theatrical release i say they might have um some faith in this movie and um and the, the director and the, the directors uh, of this film, I know them personally because um I I met with them when when they was um working on Bad Boys for Life and I, and, I, and I totally trust them on on what they're gonna do in uh, uh, in this film. I just hope it um it turns out a uh, good not only for the character itself but the movie itself. But because we already know Michael Keane's Batman is gonna be it, so that that's no worries there. But um. My thing is, is the movie going to be good, and is going to be, and is it worthy enough to be in theaters? That's my only question there, sir. But I feel like they have confidence in this movie to go theatrical instead of a, a HBO master release. 
But regardless, um, I think at the 45 days, it's going to go to, to HBO Max. So that's not a problem there. So they just want to let it shine for a couple of days in theaters before going straight into uh, HBO Max. So um, what do you think on this um, with this new um, turnaround for, for Batgirl going into theaters? Thank you. Thank you for putting it with a theatrical release. I never understood the um, the decision of just making it an HBO Max exclusive because Batgirl comes from an extensive line of really, really famous comic book IPs. And one of the, and one of them is Batman. Already right there, just having the word bat in your title brings in a lot of the fan base from the original comic books. So Barbara Gordon is a really famous, really, really famous DC character in the comics. And, you know, they're already doing these crazy ideas of, of specific characters that don't really get the limelight. And Batgirl is one of them. It was, when they announced that it was an HBO Max exclusive, I never really understood it. You can't just really have the cast that it has. We have an up-and-comer in um what was like what was Batgirl's name? It was um yeah, um, Bob, Bob, yeah, yeah, Barbara Barbara Gorman. No, I mean, oh no, no, the actress is um Leslie Grace. There we go. So you have an up and coming Leslie Grace who she did a who she she did a nice she did a nice job um in in the Heights. Not my favorite, but still she 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 did a very fine job. And to have an up and coming actress with your supporting cast consisting of Michael Keaton, Brendan Fraser, J.K. Simmons. How can you put that kind that kind of IP only as an HBO Max exclusive? Obviously, they want more subscribers, but you can do that with more HBO original content. Batgirl, people are already going to ask the question, where is Batman? Where is he? Because apparently, Ben Affleck is a no-show. But Michael Keaton is, and Michael Keaton is a more famous Batman. So you're already bringing in all these action, um, these old action stars into this movie. It's already a lock for at least a good first two weeks at the box at the box office, and the whole 45 day open window. That's totally fine by me. I I, I don't. I'm not I'm not complaining that they have a 45 day theatrical window, but don't just make it an HBO Max ex exclusive because, you know, all these characters, you guys agreed, you signed contracts that these characters are going to be front and center into your extended universe and you're not going to put them in the limelight. You're losing money instead of making. So with, with Batgirl, they haven't even confirmed if it's a theatrical release. So until they do, I think it's a terrible decision from the previous Warner Brother executives. But obviously, the new um, Warner Brothers Discovery regime is going to do everything in their power to make Batgirl theatrical because they, are, they already did that with Blue Beetle. And that's an even lower level IP in the comic book universe. So Batgirl, I think it always deserved the theatrical release, although I believe as much as as much of excitement that I have to see the movie, I would have preferred a, another Batman central character in this. I, 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 I love Batgirl, especially, you know, the Barbara Gordon, Cassandra Kane characters, but um, 
they didn't really flesh out the Batman, um, um, the Batman Ben Affleck character throughout their extended universe. And now they're just, they're just going to jump the gun to back row without acknowledging if there's even a Robin in this universe. I mean, I don't know. That's just me as a comic book fan speaking, but as a, but as a film, is it, but as an overall filmmaker, and I'm, I want to put myself in a general um, moviegoer position. I think Batgirl should have always been a theatrical release. And if it does, awesome. If it's not, then I'll still watch it on HBO Max. But I feel like they would have, Warner Brothers Discovery saw the potential in the box office earnings for this movie. It's not going to make a lot, let's be honest. But at least give this movie a chance. You don't spend this much money and all this time grabbing these directors, grabbing all these writers to just release it on streaming. I don't think that's what the actors signed up for. Um, you know, they're not going to go into this really huge action superhero film about a female, about a female vigilante and then just release it on HBO Max. It, it just didn't make sense to me. But like Blue Beetle gets a theatrical release, but not Batgirl. It should be the other way around. Yeah, I think it, they should go with their gut because um, look what the Batman did. It made a lot of money. Not only it made a lot of money on the box office, but it's getting a lot of views on HBO Master more than Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and um, and a few others that did the um, uh, the theater at HBO Master day-to-day thing. So, right. uh, yeah, I think they should, they should stick with that move of uh, going theatrical for 45 days and then go HBO Max. I think I think for a movie in the scale of Batgirl is perfect for a 45 day theatrical release because if if this was Justice League 2 or Man of Steel 2 or some something even bigger than this it shouldn't have a 45 day theatrical release but because of you know the the character that this movie is based off of, I think a 45 day is perfectly fine. I, you should never go into these, into these projects and think this is good for streaming. A lot of these movies that are going straight into streaming is just to bring in more subscribers, is to bring viewership, it's to bring in a lot of business virtually. But there are still people that really wanna go see it in the movies. So. Why is it that there are movies that are complete utter garbage that are going into movie theaters, but then these, but then movies like Batgirl, Blue Beetle, before they even finish production, they're not even given the chance to go into the movie theaters. Like this is like, this is an investment. You can't just invest millions of dollars and then just release it on streaming. Like if everything is cool, like, no, like it's like, it's not cool. You you don't hype up a character like this with the amount of cat with like with the amount of characters that's in it, the cast that's in it. You you just don't do it. It, it wouldn't have done any justice to this movie. So, Blue Beetle, Batgirl, all those movies, theatrical release stuff like Peacemaker. That's that's fine because one, it's a TV show. But if someone did like a Peacemaker movie. I'd make it an HBO Max because the budget is really low where they could spend and get a good return in viewership. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, see, we'll see how that goes. And hopefully, uh, Bad Girl and Beta go to theatrical. But we'll just have to wait and see uh, what, in a couple, a couple of weeks or months to see what's going to happen between now and then. 
But um, movie on. The original Spider-Man movie edited out a prime medical joke for TV. So this is what Screen Rant has reported. In the Sam Remy Spider-Man, there was an early scene where Peter Parker is beginning to test out his powers by earning money in a cage match with a wrestler named Boneshaw, played by the late uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. In addition to wearing a Earl prototype version of his iconic costume, he also began to show off a bit for the sarcasm, whippy nature that will go on to define the Spider-Man character. Unfortunately, this early stab at a comedy results in a homophobic line when he attempts to insult Boshaw by saying, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? This line was very typical to cause a homophobia that was common in the media in the early 2000s. But it's certainly one of the Spider-Man moments that had aged through the, through the poorest. Now, through the years, we see movies that, like, they go in the theaters, right? But, like, when they go into TV, they might edit out some, some curse words or some certain scenes that they don't want to see on TV. Like, I understand that. But now, when we in the, um, I would say, diversity and woke uh, era, now they cut it out certain lines that's like, oh, that's too homophobic for TV, or that's um too assaulting against another um gender or race of uh, uh, the stuff like that. But um, I understand that, but I don't see this very homophobic. This is just like a um an insult because like you've seen this because like uh they're, they're wrestling, like you're supposed to insult your opponent. That that's what you you're supposed to do. You're supposed to trash talk. But um, I don't understand why they instantly edit out this line. But, like, I, I don't know. I haven't seen what they did on TV because, like, I don't watch the, too much of the movies on TV because I can watch that either on my DVD or on streaming or something like that. The only time I watch TV is when uh, watching a certain series, a certain event, sports, and, uh, and everything. I I don't remember seeing when this happened. I just have seen this news. I'm like, if this happens now, like what happens to like the other old movies and possibly new movies? Uh, and um, I don't know if you watch BET, but like um, they edit out so much curse words, like it don't make sense there. But instead of like they'd be like brother, brother, I'm like, oh my god, what is BET doing? Like that don't make sense. But uh, what are your thoughts on on this? So to start off, I'm gonna say that that scene in the wrestling match that's one of the funniest like that's one of the funniest scenes growing up as a kid and even when i was five six years old this movie came like the movie came out in 2002 i was like what three years yeah, old uh, yeah 2002 but like even yeah because spider-man 2 came out in 2004 so the first one came out in 2002 i was three i was like about three years old when this movie came out and even at that age i understood the joke because it's not it's they didn't go into that scene writing some writing something in the script that's homophobic it has nothing to it has nothing to do with that the line initiates that as big and tough as bonesaw is the character you know he's making fun of him to get in his head there's no there, there's no homophobic 
I would say like tendencies with that line because I bet you Sam Raimi didn't even I bet you the director Sam Raimi didn't even know that that line would come out that way and this was back in 2002 the fact that people are going back to movies that came out 2000s 90s 80s 70s and now they're saying whoa they allowed like they allowed this to be said back then and it's like yeah because none of us cared because we're we shouldn't be that sensitive and for a line that says oh that's a cute outfit did your husband give it to you it has nothing to do with the fact that the wrestler is gay it's not making fun of his sexual orientation like nothing absolutely nothing there's no homophobic tendencies with that line it is just a spider-man who if you read the comics and if you're not you should still recognize that the character is very quippy he has these quick one-liners he likes saying jokes not as much as deadpool obviously but spider-man likes to say these little quirky one-liners to distract his opponents because that's who he is so for someone to take five minutes of their day to say oh that's a cute outfit your husband will give it to you and take that line as anything in relation to you know his sexual preference or 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 anything like that see trico I, I don't even know what to call it because it's not even whatever people are seeing with that line it's not there it's never been there that was never the intention i bet you back in two, late 2000 early 2001 when they were writing like when they were writing the screenplay for this film I guarantee you, they did not sit down, wrote that line, and they're like, oh, do you think that they're going to get it? And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get it. We're going to think that um, Bonesaw is, you know, am I allowed to say curse words on this podcast? Yeah, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. So yeah, we're just <laughs> trying to uh, uh, explain, like, certain days, like, because, uh, like, it, we don't find this uh, a homophobic at all, like, we try no. to, yeah, we try to uh, explain like this was nothing to be homophobic at all. This exactly. was, yeah, that it's just a, it's just a movie. And like, if you, uh, especially those like, if you guys watch the early days of like wrestling when they do, when you're allowed to get away with certain insults, like it didn't really affect nobody. Like it, it might be insulting that that's what you're supposed to do. You're like, you're supposed to assault. Like your opponent to get your um your opponent's head. Like it was a wrestling event. It was a wrestling scene. That that's what they were supposed to do. And then like Spider Man was in his um was like testing out his powers as we explained. So there was nothing to be hoping for. Uh, nothing to be insulted or what. But um like I said before, when a woke diversity era. So we gotta be careful what we say. At all times, especially if you you guys gonna go in, in, into the Hollywood business, so just be careful what you say because they might catch you in some way, just like TMZ does. Like if you say anything on social media, so just be it's, careful. That's what we right. It's just it's just crazy how people have the time to watch these movies and nitpick these lines that were written in a completely different decade and a completely different generation than where we are now. Like if we're talking about the generation back in 
the early 2000s, nobody took that line as an insult. Nobody took that as a way of making fun uh, of anybody because of their, you know, sexual orientation, because of their preference. It's, 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 not, even, it's not even about that. People are taking the time to nitpick things that aren't there. You say, if you say that line out loud, it doesn't matter the, it doesn't matter if, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage said it or if somebody else said it because it's not it's just it's not there what people are trying to say about that line it's it's not there it was never there and you know next next thing you know someone is going to look at the old james bonds movie with sean connery and they're going to find something offensive in those movies and be like hey look um so these people are insensitive and it's like no you just weren't born in the 60s it's not it's a complete like you're you're absolutely right. We are in a 100% woke generation which I I have nothing against. There's a lot of things that you know people around me that that are saying and are is and are learning from that I didn't even know. I mean, I'm only 23 years old, so th there's a lot of things that are going to be happening in in my life and your life. So, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's crazy how we can't even enjoy the simplest pleasures of old movies without going back and saying, Hey, that was fucked up. And it's, it's like, no, it's, it's a, it's a kid's superhero film. It has a little bit of adult context in there, but it, it's, it, it's a Marvel property. They're not going to release, they're not going to release a movie with homophobic jokes. It's, it's, and if it is, it would have been called out a long time ago. Believe me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's just move on because I this is like some crazy like I never believed when I saw this report. But um, let's get into to a to a new way to get this bad taste off our mouths. But um, yeah, it's it's a heavy topic that that the both of us are not gonna win. Yeah. So um, Tom Cruise in Doctor Strange two completely <laughs> reports now. Um, I don't know if people be seeing the um like leak spoils on Twitter. I would like him on set and everything, but um, I got some new details on this uh, on this story, and this is coming from Comic Book Reporter. Responding to a fan asking how many minutes of screen time that Tom Cruise's Iron Man will have in the film, Watch posted a GFF of the United States President Bill Clinton saying zero. This may come as a disappointing news for those who are hoping the character will appear. Now, they could be lying, but we don't know. Now, here's what else they said. The Superior Iron Man is a version of Tony Stark that embraces his worst pulse and becomes a darker version of himself. A story that is told by writer Tom Taylor's limited uh, Superior Iron Man series. Now, they, they might be, because now, when you have the press, right? And you want to hear like stuff, they're going to ask you questions about it like, because they want to spoil the movie so much. Now, I think uh, they was right to say zero, but um, they, they could be, uh, they, and they're saying that for the right reason because they don't want to spoil anything. Just like for um, for Spider Man No Way Home, because nobody, so some people didn't knew that uh, Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield was going to be in the movie, but um, but they, but they had nothing to do it. So they were just waiting it out for everybody to go in the theaters and just uh, watch it themselves. 
and not say any word about that movie. So they're doing the same thing with Doctor Strange too. Because I feel like this movie is going to be big, just like um, Endgame, Infinity War, No Way Home. So that, that that's how that's how big they are they're treating this movie because like they don't want anything to be spoiled. I know there's going to be a lot of cameos in this movie. Uh, they already mentioned uh, Professor S in one of the trailers, so that's one spoil there. I don't think they're going to do nothing else. But there's going to be a lot of reports of who they, who's probably going to make a cameo in the movie. They probably mentioned some Easter eggs in the uh, in the uh, in the TV spot trailers. But um, I like for myself, I'm just going to wait it out. And watching it in the theaters. I don't want to hear nothing else. Like, you can come in me at a report, but don't show me no footage or anything. I'm just going to wait it out. But um, what do you think? You think Tom Cruise's Iron Man is going to show up as a cameo in the movie? What do you think? What My you- response is identical to yours because every, at least every week, through all the insiders that, re- um, that release either, not like statements but they, they, they release um news articles talking about how this one person that knew this person who knew another person who babysitted this dog's person's whatever um there's a lot of rumors going around into this movie and this movie is less than seven days away as excited as i am for the movie i'm trying to keep my expectations low not because I don't want the movie to succeed. I want the movie to literally blow Spider-Man No Way Home out of the water in the box office and the critical reception. But um, it's not that far out for Tom Cruise to be in an Iron Man variant. But it's, it's something that it could have been filmed and maybe deleted right after. Because a lot of these, a lot of the things that are leaked, Kevin Feige and the executives at uh, and Marvel and Disney Studios, they pay attention to these things. So if someone comes out literally about three months ago, they start talking about how Tom Cruise is gonna, is gonna make an appearance in the movie because of the Iron Legion Ultron bots that appear in the TV spots and the trailers. I think, I th- in my opinion, I think he might show up. Um, you don't just really introduce that aspect of the multiverse and not explore the possibilities. And let's not forget, before Robert Downey Jr. was even Iron Man, Tom Cruise, I think he even signed to be Iron Man, or at least he was the front runner for it. So this is the kind of movie that all the create all the creative heads at Marvel Studios can have so much fun with it. So I think. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same position as you are. I am going to just wait it out. I'm going to see how the movie is. And obviously I, I want, I'm going to see the movie before, um, like before it is released worldwide, because this is not one of those movies where you wake up Friday morning and you're like, great, I'm going to see it. Oh shit. There's that one leak on Instagram. It's, I think he's going to show up maybe not as big of an appearance as people might think it is it is but i wouldn't be disappointed if he didn't tom cruise is a very busy man he's shooting right now um his his two-part um finale for his mission impossible franchise so maybe he could have sneaked in at some point between filming breaks or whatever or 
or whatever is going on between um, between both of these productions. But I wouldn't doubt it if if he was there. But I also wouldn't be disappointed if if he wasn't because there's only so much time that you got that you got to give to all these characters. And the movie is shorter than people anticipated. People thought that the movie was going to be over two and a half hours because of all these cameos and um with all the references easter eggs but the movie is how long like two hours and 12 yeah it's it, the movie is like two hours and 12 that's that's actually a pretty good amount of time um for the movie but people expect it longer because of all these cameos but you can't just go in into a doctor strange movie and go in anticipating to see all these cameos yet you're not there to see the main character but tom cruise it's a it's a yes and no for me. It's a yes and no. It's a, it's a very it's a very conflicting answer, but he's either going to be in it and it's going to blow all the cameos out of the water or it's not going to be there and I'm still going to have a good time. Yeah, I just can't wait to see um who who is actually going to show up in Doctor Strange. There's going to be a lot of surprises. So, I feel it's- like it might it might bl- it might bl- blow Spider-Man No Way Home out of the water. But, um, yeah, they they they're all, it's okay. It wasn't anybody from the Marvel Studios executive team or anyone that's running the press for for the movie. This was John Campia from you know um, like from YouTube. He's going around saying that oh he has like no appearance. The one thing that I suggest to everybody is that these kinds of big blockbuster movies, when leaks come out it's one or two things. It's either someone that really wants to get people to go see the movie and they leak these things as a potential option that can be in the movie, or it's a complete spoiler. Just look at what happened to Morbius like three days before the, like before the movie even came out. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, people, are more hyped to see Tom Cruise as Iron Man than Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. It's it, it, it's crazy to me, but obviously you and I, we are very, very, very nerdy comic book nerds, and we cannot wait to see this movie this weekend. It's actually, no, next weekend because it's Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah. Hell, hell yeah, man. I think I think I might go see I think I might go see it Thursday, man. I think I might go see it Thursday just to kind of get not like get it out of the way. I just I don't want to wake up Friday morning with people saying, "Oh my god, oh my god. like no." <laughs> yeah, that that would be definitely a time you just had to uh, don't look on social media, don't look at nothing, just uh, stay away from it for um, until you actually like see the movie. So I think that's what everybody is going to do. But um, like I said. I'm excited, and I cannot wait to see what the surprises are. Some might already be linked, and some are going to be there, but not uh, don't want to be spoiled or talk about. And that's what made the movie good. Just can't wait to see it, see it in next weekend. But um, this, is my, this is my advice to everybody before we move on to the next topic: turn off Elon and Mark. Turn them both off. They're both annoying. <laughs> they're both annoying. Mark and Elon, they're going to do everything in their power to make you go see the movie, but already have it spoiled. So if Elon Musk is telling you Tom Cruise is in the movie, what are you going to do? So you're going to buy your tickets and you're going to go see it yourself. Go see it yourself. Do not rely on leaks to confirm things. Because imagine if they released 
the leaks for Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and it just didn't happen, it will create a massive shit show in a movie theater. So please turn off your phones. Do not listen to Elon, especially Mark Zuckerberg. And just go see it yourself. Enjoy the experience of seeing Tom Cruise as an Iron Man variant for the first time or not. It's already confirmed that Patrick Stewart is in it. Enjoy that. <laughs> like, like for real. But um like, enjoy yeah. that. <laughs> like for real. But um, yeah, we just we just can't wait. So um, yeah, we'll have to wait to see what the what's gonna happen. But um <laughs> uh so for our last topic before we get to everything that was announced at uh at Simicon. But um, before all my gamers out there, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is the official name for this year's uh, Call of Duty. Now, when it comes to the Call of Duty franchise, like, even though sometimes it'd be the same thing, but uh, when I buy, uh, like, like, a new Call of Duty, I'm just interested to see what's the new story going to be. That's my thing. I don't care about the uh, with the battles. The, 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 we can have fun, like, anytime though, with your friends or, like, or, like anything. But when I'm by myself, by myself playing the game, I just focus on the um on the story. That's why I want I want I want to see. But um, but I'm just gonna wait out and see what's gonna be the official details on on the new Call of Duty and see that uh, what's gonna uh, it's supposed to be um that it was revealed um on uh, on Thursday that the title was revealed on Thursday. But um, I'm just gonna wait it out and see. What's going to be the actual release year for that Call of Duty? Mm. Did you ever have? Um, did you ever have the original Black Ops? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black Ops was my thing, especially the zombie. That was my thing. I had, um, I had Black Ops, Black Ops Two. I had the original. I didn't play a lot the original Modern Warfare, but I was obsessed with. Modern War, Modern Warfare Two, when it came out for PS3, and I lost, like I lost my marbles with Modern Warfare Three. Um, to be honest, I haven't really played any any more Call of Duty games um, in years. Not because I'm not interested in the franchise, just there's so many games that come out every year and. Every time I see the gameplay, sometimes it looks the same. Sometimes it looks different. I have I have nothing against the franchise. I just, I don't know. It's it's one of those shooting games where they keep reusing the same titles, but then they make it different. So when people, so when they announced the name Modern Warfare, Warfare that came out like what two three years ago, I was confused. I thought it was a I thought it was like a PS five remastered, completely filmed different Modern Warfare but it's something completely different. So now they're announcing Modern Warfare 2, it got me confused. I'm going I'm literally going through Instagram and I see Modern War like they they released the uh, the new title for the upcoming Call of Duty game for this year is Modern Warfare 2 and I'm like, "What? What? I'm here like I'm here thinking that they got the PS3 version and and remastered it for the PS5, I don't know." But you know, I agree. I agree with you there. Um, it's not even about the combat or the weapons anymore. It's about the story because the basis for the Call of Duty games is that it's a first person shooter. So we already know that there's going to be crazy weapons, going to be crazy effects. There's going to be a lot of motion capture. 
you know, a lot of explosion, a lot of explosions and firearms and all that stuff. What made the games Black Ops and the original Modern Warfare game, well, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 2 was my shit back in the day. So it, it just, it got me very, it got me very confused when they released the title Modern Warfare 2. It just seemed very unoriginal in my opinion. But again, the game can come out and kick ass when it, you know, when people get it on Black Friday or what, did they even announce a release date for it? No, not yet. They, they, they just released the title. But if I had to give a take, it would probably be either next year or 2024, give or take. Uh, when did the, the last uh, Modern Warfare game came out? Two years ago, right? No, the last Modern, Modern Warfare game was in 2009. The, and the latest um, Call of Duty uh, game was, um, was, Black, or was Black Ops Cold War. Black Ops Cold War. Uh-huh. And then, but didn't they release last year or, so, or maybe the, the date is, is within five years. They released um, a modern, they released a Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like a modern take on the, like on the original franchise. See, do, do you see now where my confusion is? Yeah. Because they're really, because, you know, there's already these games called Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 and 3. And then now they're releasing, oh, the new title for the new Call of Duty game is a title that we've already used. So it, 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 it's, it's very confusing and it kind of threw, and it kind of throws me off from the game because it's like, wait a minute, what? You couldn't come up with an original title for whatever era or just call it something else. Don't, don't give it Black Ops 2. And then tell me, oh, no, it's a completely different experience. And I'm like, but it has the same name. So it doesn't really entice me to buy the game. But, but, but let's see. I usually look at the cutscenes online and to, to see if it's good. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, we're, um, I'm just waiting on, on further details on the game so I can uh, give it like a full explanation. But um, all they did was they just, re they just released the title. But we just have to wait and see uh, um, the, what for the details and hopefully some footage of the game and see we'll know what's going to happen then. But until then, just keep your eyes open on that and we'll give you a for further updates. But um, that's all of our news uh, and updates. But um, let's get into the uh, the CinemaCon that was announced this week. So um, I'm going to go by uh, which panel started off first and then and lastly for the, throughout the week. So um. Sony was up first, so um, they did. They had a lot of announcements, um, news updates, and um, and, uh, other footages that happened. So um, for Sony, they announced that a Whitney Houston biopic movie called "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Um, so the person that's playing um the Whitney Houston, her name is uh, uh Naomi uh Atkin, and I recognize her from um. From Star Wars: uh, The Rise of Skywalker, where she played that um the former uh, uh, stormtrooper and right and uh, aided with the resistance in um in, in the movie, so that's why I recognize her. So she playing Wendy Houston, and um that movie is coming out in the, the, the December this year. They have a specific on a on a date. No way. Um oh December twenty first. That's when that movie is going to come out. So uh I think they focusing more on trying to get more biofilms like um. Uh, Rocket Man and um, but and Boy Ratchet Eve, those type of movies. So I feel feel like they focus on that more. So um, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people definitely going to see that movie in the, in December. And um, so they announced a Ghostbusters five, but um, 
I think um, with Ghostbusters 5, I feel like what's going to happen with Bill Murray, because I touched on last week on uh, an incident that happened with Bill Murray, but I don't know what's going to happen with him. I hope that dies down so he can be back for Ghostbusters 5. Um, The Woman King starting um, the Violet Davis, they show footage of that, and uh, that's going to be released in September 16th. Um, We saw footage and uh, and a new trailer for uh, Brad Pitt's um, Bullet Train, which comes out on July 29. Uh, we had an announcement that Bad Bunny is going to be El Morado in the new uh, uh, in a new uh, standalone movie, which is going to be Marvel's first um, Latino um, uh, superhero that's going to be uh, um, uh, be, be introduced in the uh, Sony Spider-Man universe. So, um, and then the for the Spider-Man um, into the Spider-Verse, uh, the, the the next two movies. So they re Renamed those two movies, so the the part two will still be uh, across for the Spider Verse, and that's going to be released on June second, twenty twenty three, and then the third one is going to be Beyond the Spider Verse, and that was going to be released on March 29, twenty twenty four, and um, we got an announcement of Adam Driver's new movie uh, Sixty Five, which is going to be a sci fi uh, flick. flick. Um, we had an announcement that Venom Three is coming. And also, we got some new updates on Craven the Hunter, which is going to be starring uh, Anna Taylor Johnson in, a, in that movie. So um, that's everything from uh, for Sony. Uh, what are your thoughts on these news and announcements that came from Sony? Okay, you know exactly which one right off the gate I'm going to talk about. <laughs> you, you know where this is going. <laughs> okay, I am a proud Puerto Rican, all right? I am, you know, I'm from San Juan, you know, I'm bo- um, born, not raised, but I do have a lot, I do have a lot of Puerto Rican Hispanic heritage. And for me to hear that Sony is going to release a Spider-Man spin-off film called El Muerto, starring Bad Bunny. Let, Okay. Take out your take take out your pencils, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm about to blast off. Um, how is it that you guys just came off of probably one of the worst movies you've released in the past five years? Um, Morbius, I saw it myself. As bad as I didn't think the story was, it was just a lot of post production stuff that made it go down the crapper. But for you guys to announce a movie that uh, based off of a character that nobody's heard of nobody's like didn't even know existed i'm sorry but what kind of character would i be interested in about a wrestler who puts on a mask and it gives him these super and it gives him these super heroic powers of like a like a super powered souped up wrestler it's like are you serious you guys like sony has the rights to the entire Spider-Man gallery. That includes heroes, the rogues gallery, and side characters. Out of all the side characters that they could focus on, they did the right thing announcing Venom 3. It, it wasn't much of a shocker them talking. Uh, they, they didn't really talk about it. They just announced it. They said, oh, yeah, we're, Venom 3 is going to come out. 
that's it. No confirmation if Andy Serkis is going to come back to direct it. We all know that Tom Hardy is going to come back, but we don't know what the story is. They just said, oh, yeah, it's coming out. And that silence right, right there is literally the audience at CinemaCon. And then they also announce, um, you know, El Muerto. And I have nothing against Bad Bunny. I have nothing. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Latino. I, I, I never have anything wrong with Hispanic representation. But God almighty, you guys picked the worst character you can imagine to entice people to go and be fans of your cinematic universe of Spider-Man characters or whatever the hell it is that you call it. You, you can't just sit there in front of me and say, hey, look, you're going to go see this because it has a lot of Hispanic representation. And I'm like, it's not about the representation. It's about the character. I don't care about this character. You guys want to make a movie about this? All right, make it interesting. But don't tell me to go see it when you have a bunch of people saying, hey, look, you guys are doing a Craven the Hunter movie. You're doing a Madam Web movie. How about you guys talk about those movies that are in the process? But if you have nothing to say, don't say anything at all. They announced Venom 3 is happening with no details whatsoever about the movie. It's just that it's happening. No timetable as to when it's coming out or anything. Sony, did, I, did, I don't think they knew what they were doing with their Spider-Man panel. And for them to, and, and again, I have nothing against Bad Bunny. I actually really love Bad Bunny. He's actually kind of inspirational for the Puerto Rican community. And I'm, I'm excited that he's being given an opportunity other than music to really put himself out there. It's just the timing is wrong for the movie. It's, it's a care. I would rather go see a lizard movie than an El Muerto movie. I mean, I don't know. Let's wait till the movie comes out and see how it is. Um, I'm really interested in the Whitney Houston biopic. I saw the trailer for, or at least parts of the trailer for the Elvis Presley biopic. And so far, a lot of the actors that have been cast in these roles has almost been spot on. So let's see how this, um, what's the actress's name? The one that's playing Whitney Houston? Uh, Naomi, uh, uh, all right. I can't pronounce her last name, but uh, she was in, well, the, the, one, uh, the movie I recognize her from was from Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that's right. She was um, with Finn in the Resistance. Right? Yeah, that's her. Okay. okay, so I'm seeing right here. Let me see. I'm looking up right now Whitney Houston biopic. There's not. It's kind of sad that like I put up Whitney Houston biopic and there's not really like a lot of news about it. It just says, "Oh, look, I want to dance with somebody and and, and all that stuff." Because aren't there a couple of Whitney Houston biopics, or this is like the first one? No, this is the first one. And now, to, to, to be fair, we are in April, and this movie does, does not going to come out until December. So give mm -hmm. it about a time in the summer, so we might have some further details on the, uh, right. yeah, give it give it about a time. Right, right. And to be honest, I, I love Whitney Houston. I love Whitney Houston, and I'm going to go see the Elvis Presley biopic. I'm going to see this biopic. A lot of the biopics that have released recently are actually pretty are actually pretty good i saw um i saw rocket man with taron egerton and i was impressed um i i still have not seen bohemian rhapsody i'm very disappointed in myself 
but but I, this is a movie that i will go see i i know that my girlfriend kayla loves it i know that she's for sure gonna go see it it doesn't matter who's playing Whitney houston it's a matter of embodying the person so let's see how she does when we have more details and some footage maybe a couple behind the scenes pictures that 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 would be great to more or less talk about that more um the bill murray i recently just heard like i recently just um heard about this because it actually came out what today this morning no uh, yeah the story is in that happened with him and i talked about it last week right right yeah because it's the thing is bill murray is a really old school actor and I read his quote and I think I didn't read I, I think I read it in an article by CNBC um, that he had stated that his justification for his behavior is that there were jokes back in my day where it was allowed and then today it's not. And that kind of confused me a little. Well, not, not confused me. It kind of threw me off a little bit because He's been in this business long enough to know that Hollywood is being a Hollywood star is like being a, chame a chameleon. You have to adapt with the times. It like him saying that the times before were different. That doesn't justify your behavior. It doesn't justify that what you did was wrong. And it's admirable that he came out and said that what I did was wrong and it was inappropriate but I don't like the justification of back then it was a joke. And I don't, and maybe I'm just taking it out of context, but um, I just think that that quote that he said really threw me off. Um, but, may, but like, I, but like I just said, I think maybe I'm taking it out, uh, like out of context, but from what I read on the CNBC article, um, it's pretty bad. A lot of these actors, things are starting to come out now. And who knows what's to say that the next article states that Bill Murray has been doing this for the past 15 to 20 years. Who knows? We don't know that. Um, yeah, but I hope it, uh, everything dies down so that yeah. way he can come back for, um, for Ghostbusters 5. Now, for Bad yeah. Bunny, I will say this. So if you guys saw him when he was on WrestleMania last year, the guy can fight. Now, um, I don't know if you know this, but um, he did some a lot of uh, film and acting projects. But um, he was in um, this TV series called Narcotics Mexico, which is on Netflix. And um, yeah, he did. He did, he he made a cameo in Fast and the Furious Nine, and he's gonna be with uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be with Brad Pitt in Bullet Train. So the Bullet Train in the, this upcoming movie is gonna show out how he could uh, now how well. He could act, but also how much he could fight as well. Because um, taking a superhero title role, not only this will be his first starting role, but this is going to be a big opportunity for him. And this is something he cannot take for granted. For when oh, no, this, is, this is huge. And I bet my brothers and sisters all the way, all the way in PR, shout out to everybody in Puerto Rico. Um, this is really huge for a lot of us Puerto Ricans because Bad Bunny is right now, in my opinion, the leader in, is it, in the Puerto Rican community when it comes to 
not the Puerto Rican representation, but more along the lines of getting of of getting us noticed out there. Um, you know, I'm Puerto Rican myself, so I I, I want to follow in his footsteps. I don't hear, I don't I don't I, I don't really I don't really hear me like I don't really hear a lot of um, Puerto Rican artists being discovered, and it's great that Bad Bunny is being exposed in a movie with Brad Pitt. Like it's it's it would be it, like I I bet he I bet he was very humble. I, obviously, I'm not gonna speak for him because I wasn't there, but I can just tell that working with someone like Brad Pitt really will drive someone like Bad Bunny to really do whatever it takes to kick ass in the role, whether it's a speaking role or it's just a role of him just fighting him. I saw the trailer and the sec, and I didn't even know he was in it. And when I did, I was like, oh shit. I was like, oh shit. He's in there. If it's possible for him to make it, I can make it too. It's it's such a huge inspiration. So I'm I, obviously I'm not gonna go see Bullet Train just to see Bad Bunny, but obviously it's a very sweet treat for us Puerto Rican fans to see him in that movie. So I am I'm incredibly excited. And once the tickets start being released, I'm probably gonna be one of the first ones to get it. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna be right there, but um uh, um, if I had to give a take, uh, when it's going to come out, probably maybe 2024, the latest, but, uh, we'll see how, what's going to happen in the, um, in the Sony motor, um, uh, multiverse. Cause, uh, yeah, that's called it multiverse. Because if you guys saw what happened in Spider-Man No Way Home, they are in the same multiverse, but, um, uh, we'll have to wait and see where, uh, Bad Bunny's, um, immortal character fits in the, um, in the Sony universe. But um, moving on from Sony, let's go into to the Wonder Brothers uh, panel. Now, most of it, now most of most of it is DC related, but we got other um, other non DC movies uh, that was announced. So um, we got an announcement that the Batman Two is coming. Matt Reeves is going to return to direct. Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, and then everyone from from the crew from the first Batman is going to return. So that, that is great news to hear. Um, we got an announcement that a Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie. So um, let me just say, I can't see no one else playing Barbie than Margot Robbie. She definitely has the look for Barbie. She, has the, she definitely fits that role. But um, my concern is that movie is going to come out in the same date as Christopher Noyes' new movie. So that's going to be a head-to-head competition. But we all know who's going to win there. Can we say? I don't think so. But um, we saw footages from the, not only The Flash and also uh, Aquaman 2, the, 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 Lost, the Lost Kingdom. So we saw footage from there. And also we saw trailers for Black Adam, Super Pets, Sazam 2, um, Don't Worry Darling, El- Elvis and and Wonka. So now, what are your thoughts on, on the uh, from from the Warner Brothers panel? The Warner Brothers panel was probably the biggest panel in CinemaCon, and all these movies that they showed footage of, they're all in the risk of either having extreme reshoots, and I, and I'm talking about Aquaman, especially with the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. 
um, the Flash movie with the Ezra with the Ezra Miller controversy and um, probably the only movie that doesn't have any bad blood going into it is probably it's actually two movies Black Adam and Shazam Fury of the Gods because those are the two movies that have had the least problematic um, actions happen either in pre-production in production or in post-production i saw I, I i read the article stating what kind of footage was there i i'm the project that i'm most excited for is black adam obviously because like not only because the rock is in there is because it's a character that really is misunderstood and I can't wait for them to release the actual footage. I don't know if they're going to release the exact trailer that they showed at CinemaCon next week. They did say something about, you know, this is just footage that they have to show for the audience. And then based on that reception, they're going to, it's going to determine whether they keep going on with the, um, with the, with the post-production phase or if they have to reshoot some stuff. Um, I read the Black Adam um, trailer description and I th and I think it's totally badass I'd rather see it than read it um, the Shazam fear of the gods the second that they mentioned that Shazam had a kind of like a sexual fantasy with Wonder Woman and the face wasn't Gal Gadot I think that's pretty hilarious um, one thing that I noticed from the Flash trailer is that there from what I read there's not that much footage of Barry Allen as the Flash. It shows Michael Keaton with like seven different bat suits. It showed Sasha Kaye as Supergirl. It confirmed that Michael Shannon will reprise his role as General Zod. Um, sadly, no news on if Henry Cavill is in it. Still breaks my heart. But the Aquaman, I also heard that they released Aquaman footage and there's a couple of rumblings going around that Mira, Amber Heard's character, went from being a main character to maybe let a little bit less than 10 minutes of screen time. And, and from what I hear, if the case goes south for Amber, her role is completely cut off from the movie. I don't know if they're going to even shrink it to like less than five minutes or something, but these movies after Shazam and Black Adam, there's a lot of things that they need to figure out before these movies release. Both movies had a lot of bad rep, nothing to do with like the story and the directors, but it has to do with its actors. So I'm pretty excited for all the things that they're trying to change within the DC universe. It's just, these are things that I'd rather see rather than just read a description online because obviously seeing is believing, um, but I, I'm, I'm overall excited for all the projects. I just wish that the scenarios were completely different. Like if, if Amber Heard wasn't such a bitch and Ezra Miller wasn't such in a state of DSRA mentally, we wouldn't be having these issues of whether, oh my God, I want to know the footage as to what's going on in the movie. You know, people will focus on the movie. They wouldn't focus on the actor. So 
it's kind of funny how they said that Ezra Miller was barely in any of the CinemaCon footage, and obviously he wasn't there. So it's it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of things that Warner Brothers has to figure out. In my opinion, they should have just focused on the movies that are coming out this year because the movies that are coming out next year are still up in the air when it comes to their release dates and their product and their production state. So let's see. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what, uh, what, what's going to happen between The Flash and uh, also Aquaman too. But if you ask me if Amber Heard needs to be replaced, the only replacement I see is Emily Clerk to, 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 to go with. Man, that's the only one I see. And oh, yeah, they, they started. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah. And um, but as far as like the other um, non-dead uh, DC films, but um, uh, we uh, we saw the uh, a, a, tra- a new trailer for Elvis, so we had to wait and see uh, uh for when the new trailer is gonna release. Um, we saw footage of the new uh Walker, which played by uh, uh Timothy uh, uh Clegg, who who was in um who was in Dune, I believe, uh, Dune as well, and then mm-hmm. also um, uh, don't worry, darling. Um, that one stars uh, from uh, uh, who played um, uh, Black Widow, uh, the uh, uh, Black Widow sister. Yeah. Oh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Yeah. And also, who was in um in the the in Turtles? Jenna Jenna Chan. She was in the movie uh, Chris Pine, and uh, those are that's only ones I know of uh, from this movie. Uh, who's gonna be in that one? But um. That's all the other details that I saw from the from the from the non DC movies, but um, yeah, that that's all the other further details I have. Further details. Right, right. A lot of a lot of the people that went to CinemaCon, they're not really allowed to speak of the things that they saw unless, um, you know, you're writing articles and you're writing stuff that happened at CinemaCon, what they what they saw. So obviously, if you and I were attendees to CinemaCon, we probably would be shot on site if we revealed a lot of the things that they spoke about. Um, but yeah, I mean, CinemaCon, it was interesting this year. It's, it, it's just really, it's a very sad thing to just think about how all these movies that we're supposed to be excited for now it's a talk of controversy whether these movies should even be released or if they have to be reshot or it's this is a mess and david zaslav the new head of warner brothers discovery has a lot of cleaning house to do He's already done that by getting rid of Ann Cernoff and most of the people that really trashed on the original plans for the DC universe. Um, so let's see in what kind of direction they go. Unfortunately, the movies that they already signed contracts for and, are, and already invested the money to make up to even the movie like The Wonder Twins, which they've confirmed, they've already cast, they signed contracts. I think it's after that you will see the difference in shifts of focus for the DC extended universe. But CinemaCon, exciting nonetheless. Learned a lot of things about new upcoming movies. Disappointed about a lot of them, which we've already covered in this segment of today's podcast. Um, yeah, but, 
Well, we still got a lot, a lot, a lot more things to talk about because um, at the Warner Brothers, Universal was next, and um, we got further details on Jordan Peele's new movie, uh, Nope. So, the further detail that they, they mentioned that um, it is going to be a alien invasion type uh, type movie. So, like they look, you see, uh, they look up in the sky and they see something about to happen, but you know how. Uh, us black people, when we see something happen, I'm like, nope, turn the other way. Nope, we not seen that happen. So that's why they give that title, uh, give it a, a meaning to, to the title and also um, uh, to the film as well. And of course, I love Jordan Peele's uh, directing work in horror. He did a great job, uh, not only in Get Out, but also in Us and Candyman as well. I can't wait for, for, for that movie. Um, we got footage of Halloween ends. So we, the footage was that um that we saw a confrontation with uh, with um with, with, with Michael Myers and um uh, and Laurie Stark final confrontation. So um and um if you guys didn't see the, the that one deleted scene in um Halloween Kills, so um Laurie uh, picks up the uh, picks up the phone and she finally knows that uh, that her daughter died. So uh she walks out of the hospital with the knife and get ready to have that fight. Final conversation with Michael. He said, "I I'm coming for you, Michael." So, so a lot of shit gonna hit the fam the, at Halloween ends. Can't wait for that. Um, we got a poster and a new trailer for this for James Wan's newest movie, Megan. So in the poster, you see like this uh, this little girl, but she's like a robot doll. So um, uh, I'm kind of interested uh, about that movie. So um. I like everything that James Wan does in horror, so this is going to be very interesting. Um, we saw a new detail and footage on Ichiro's Elba's new movie Beast, where he goes well, one-on-one with a BC lion, so uh, I can't wait for that movie. Um, we got um, further details into um, uh, Bros, so um, uh, that movie is like a, it's a comedy for, it's um, is about the first major studio film to feature all BT uh, uh, principal cast playing heterosexual heterosexual roles, but um, I think um, I don't know about uh, too much uh, um uh, about the movie, but um, uh, we'll have to see how that uh, that goes from there. Also, we got further details on the Violet uh, Violet Night. Um, that that one stars um. David Husher, who was in um, uh, Black Widow and, and um, in Stranger Things, so um, so this is about a group of mercenaries attacking an establishment of a wealthy family on Christmas Eve, and Santa must uh, must say Christmas. So um, that's going to be uh, very interesting. And then lastly, we saw footage from um, from Jurassic World Dominion. Can't wait for for, for that. So uh, what are your thoughts from the Universal panel? Universal has been stepping up their game a little bit when it came when it comes to their new upcoming films. I still haven't seen I still haven't seen the footage from the Jurassic World Dominion trailer. Not because I haven't wanted to. It's obviously a lot of things have been going around in my life, but obviously I'm going to make the time for it. Um, I'm very excited for that movie because it's a lot of nostalgia for us Jurassic Park fans. Um, I hope that there. I hope that there's a lot of 
homages to the original Stephen, um, to the original Stephen um, aesthetic in these movies. Universal has, uh, Universal really has kind of like an upper hand when it comes to a lot of the movies that are coming out because there's not really a lot of controversy when it comes to their movies. I mean, Jurassic World, obviously it has its, it has its divided fan base, including myself, because it just, it, it didn't, the, the last one didn't really do it for me. I went to go see it in theaters and I felt like I walked out more confused than um, more than like excited for, um, for the future. I was hoping maybe at CinemaCon they would talk more about the Universal Monster IP, more along the lines of the proposed um, Wolfman movie with Ryan Gosling. But um, obviously they they know what they know what's coming up. Um, they didn't, did they talk more about um, the movie Firestarter or no? Uh, not not exactly. No, not exactly. Okay. No. Um, when what? Because what was it that it was three different days, three different panels, or it was like multiple panels a day? Yeah, it was like six, and some have their own uh, like different day. Ah, uh, okay. So it's basically like a you go into this room and it's this movie, and then or, or like these thing, like these movies, and then if you go here on this day, they're gonna talk about these movies. Um. I, I found that hilarious. Like you put the perfect way of describing um, Jordan Peele's nope, because that is exactly how me and Kayla saw it. We were thinking Trico must be watching this trailer and he's going to see that one shot in the trailer that's going to show the sky, basically teasing what kind of is going to go down in the movie. And we looked at each other and we said, Trico must be saying the title before the title even came up into the screen. And the thing is, you have this really big, tall voice. So we just imagine like, nope. <laughs> like, yep, I'm going to see this movie, but hell no. Hell no. Something like, that, something like that happens to me, hell no. Jordan Peele is low-key one of the greatest directors in the last five years. You see us, I, my mind was destroyed with how that movie ended. Get Out, it was, a, it, was, it was a surprise for me. So this is one of those movies that I'm also gonna pre-buy my tickets and really go see, because I am all the way for Jordan Peele. Um, in the Universal panel, did they ever talk about um, the Ethan Hawke movie, The Black Phone? Uh no, I wish they did, but um that that but that movie's gonna come out in July. Uh okay. I mean the 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 release date is pretty close. I don't think they really have to talk about it much. Um I saw the trailer and I was kind of and I was pretty impressed um with the style that they're going with. The director of the movie is Scott Derrickson, right? Yes. Okay, so because he previously directed the last Doctor Strange movie, so I just want to make sure. This is the same guy. Um, what were the um, what, what were the other um, properties that they talked about? It was Jurassic. 
they didn't really talk about black phone i know that they're working on a prequel to despicable me like about yeah i yeah uh, actually the minions too but they never mentioned about about, about that one um, oh okay okay yeah but they did mention um halloween ends um okay that's right i saw halloween kills october of last year and to be honest it's very gory i preferred the first one than halloween kills um the movie's very divisive but still impressed nonetheless with the gore obviously i will always choose john carpenter's original tale um but i'm still gonna go see um um, halloween ends because i love i i love jamie lee curtis i love how they decided to just scratch off the garbage that they released after the first Halloween. Because they got Halloween 2, they got Season of the Witch, which kind of, yes and no, is canon to the to the timeline. And then they just started releasing a whole shit ton of films that they don't really matter in the timeline. And then they released these new ones that are actually canon. But let, how would you feel, Trico, if all of a sudden they release Halloween ends, it has terrible reception, and then they said, you know what, we're just going to start over again. <laughs> no, nah, uh, nah, they can't. Uh, they can't start. They already did it once. They already did it with Rob Zombie, man. Yeah, you they already did it once. It didn't do right. No, man, just leave it alone. Like at this movie, just leave it alone. <laughs> I didn't they say didn't Bloomhouse didn't like Bloomhouse what is it isn't Bloomhouse a distributor? Yeah, Blum, Blum, yeah, Blumhouse. They, they, they work very closely with um with Universal. Universal. Oh my god, if Jason just comes out like not Jason Voorhees, Jason Bloom. Uh, I swear to god, if he comes out and says, yo, Halloween, Halloween ends is the definitive ending to the Halloween saga can't wait to work on more (laughs) it's like it's like oh yeah cool the title halloween ends it didn't end there (laughs) like how can you continue the story like is they should just end it they should just end it there Like, like just end it there halloween ends it's in the title end it there give us a definitive ending to the story of michael myers please as much as I love Michael Myers, I need for them to stop, give him a break. I need people to focus on other IPs. Like, hello, you guys are giving Michael Myers movies, but what about Freddy Krueger? No Jason Voorhees movies and anyone? No? Well, that's uh, I think they're um I think they're Warner Brothers properties. Uh if, uh, I mean I know Freddy is, but I don't know about JC. I could be wrong. But I think they're Warner Brothers, probably. I could be wrong, but we'll have to wait and see. It's so confusing where all the where all the rights to these characters are, because it's not in one single house. It's spread out through um like Wes Craven's estate. It's spread out through different properties. Cause there's like a little contract thing that they have with all these movies that if you don't make a movie based on this character within five years, the rights go back to either the estate or the rights are up in the air. So I guess that's why 
maybe they haven't released any movies from the other properties. I, I, I'm telling you, it's very confusing to know where Jason is, where Freddy is. All I know is that Michael Myers is the talk of the town in the, in the, in the, in the slasher world right now. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Halloween ends is definitely the, the the final confrontation with Michael Myers and um and Laurie Star. So something has to happen, and uh, and it gotta end from there. They can't do no more Halloweens after this. That 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 that's it. They can't They're do. No, they can't do They're no. More. Say it's the last one, and then five years down the line, hey, we're back. Nah, they have Rob Zombie already tried it, and it was terrible. So. Leave it alone. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna leave it alone at that. So uh <laughs> but um let's get into um Dizzy Fox and Marvel's uh comic uh, comic panel. So wow. they didn't really um announce uh, or what they did, they, they just put their um their 2022 and 23 slate on the board and they just show you what's coming out uh, the, this year, starting with um Doctor Strange all the way down to 2023. Now, for 2022, we are getting Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, um, Fox's, the animated film, the uh, Bob's Burger movie. We are getting Thor, Love, and Thunder. We are getting DC Pictures Lightyear. Um, and then these three movies from 20, from 20th Century Fox called The Banshees of the Amsterdam. Sorry if I pronounced that name, but... um. The menu, Amsterdam, and then a strange, a strange world. Um, they're gonna re-release the um the first Avatar again in theaters just to kind of hype people up for the for Avatar two, uh, Avatar two, the Way of Water, and then Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. That, but that's your twenty twenty two slate, and then for twenty twenty three, we got the Marvels. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Indiana Jones, The Little Mermaid, uh, The Haunted Mansion, that's going to be a remake, and um, and Aquaman, Aquaman, Ant-Man, uh, sorry, not Aquaman, but uh, Ant-Man the Wasp, and the Wasp, Quantumania. So that's your list for, for 2023. So what are your thoughts on, from, from, from Disney, uh, Fox, and Marvel? Obviously, Disney is the one that's killing the game right now. You got Doctor Strange coming out ne- like in less than seven days, and it's already breaking records in pre in pre in pre ticket sales. Um, the movie that I'm most excited for in 2022, other than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, because that's probably the biggest film of the year. Um, is actually Thor Love and Thunder because it's one of those movies where you're not expecting a fourth movie after a trilogy. Usually these characters, they do three movies and then they do a lot of crossover movies and they send them off and, you know, in in an Avengers type movie or in a crossover event or whatever. And I just think overall, the way that they're going about it, it's like a fresh new it's like a fresh story um based from like based from the comic book run with gore the god butcher Lightyear, i am gonna go see that regardless of what i think the trailer regardless of what i think the trailer is i grew up with the toy story movies 
I still have not seen Toy Story 4. And there's there's a there's a reason why. <laughs> I think Toy Story 3 is the definitive ending to the entire Woody Buzz Lightyear and the um story. I don't see the story expanding past part three. So for them to release part four, I was a little bit annoyed and a little bit mad because it was the perfect ending. And then now that they can't go more forward, they're going backwards. And now telling us how Lightyear, how Buzz Lightyear came to be. And I'm impressed with the casting choice of Chris Evans as Buzz. Um, the new trailer that came out, I think, last week? It Yeah, it came it, out last week. It came out last week. Okay. It, it really dove into a little bit more details on the story, which obviously I want everybody to go see it for themselves. Um, it got me pretty, it got me not like hyped, but it sparked interest. And for the rest of 2022, you said, um, let me see, because I know, because I know that 2022 has a huge um, movie slate for, um, for for Disney, and I, if I remember correctly, Bob's Burgers. Oh my God, me and Kayla, we are obsessed. <laughs> we are obsessed with the TV show. When we found out there was going to be a movie, we lost our we lost our marbles i don't think it's gonna do as well as the simpsons movie did back in like what oh seven yeah i think it came out seven yeah it came out like in 2007 like between 2007 like it was pre-2010 and the bob's burgers movie i the i didn't see the trailer when it came out i wanted to just go in fresh not knowing what the movie was about because the jokes that they make in the show it's not something that if you see prior you know you're gonna laugh the same so when they announced the movie i was way too excited and then i got spoiled when i went to go see it in the movie when i went to go see man i don't remember if it was a couple weeks ago but we went to go see a movie in theaters me and kayla and then we saw the Bob's Burgers movie trailer, and I'm like, this is nothing compared to the Simpsons movie, but I'll allow it. It's, it's still going to be fun because we're a fan of the show. So it's, it's, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, they released earlier today. I don't know who it was, um, or maybe I don't remember correctly. They released the first photos of avatar the way of water and let me just tell you we're not ready for what james cameron is going to release upon us in theaters because he worked on not avatar 2 not avatar 3 but he worked on 2 3 and 4 with the possibility of 5 after like the reception of part 3 i think and they're all, all the movies are being released a year from each other. He, and he filmed these, these three movies simultaneously. So the, the photos that they released earlier today, I try not to look at them because I want to see it in a trailer. 
but I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with what I, what I've seen so far. Um, to end off the year, they're going to release Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's a movie that I'm not ready for because I'm a really huge Chadwick Boseman fan. And to see him not in the role, not because he was fired, not because he didn't want to be in the role, but you know, due to, uh, due to a growing health issue um, throughout his life, um, we, we unfortunately lost a great one in Hollywood. And for the movie to release a lot, it caused a lot of controversy because people didn't think that the movie would work without him. And I'm still very curious as to how it's going to go down. But that's also a movie that I'm very excited for because I want to see the creativity as to how they honor um, Chadwick's legacy with the character because he was ready to come back and do more. But we all know that deep down, he knew what was going on. So it, it, it's very sad. And the movie is probably going to make all of us cry. That is for sure. Especially with the stuff that they're revealing in Moon Knight with all the stuff from the different variations of the afterlife. Let's see how that goes for sure. And then for the 2023 release dates, the one that I have my, the one that I have the calendar circled on is Indiana Jones five. Oh yes. Oh yes. I was a huge Indiana Jones fan as a kid. I used to dress up as him a couple for, for like a couple years in a row. And I cannot wait for Harrison Ford to break his back doing a stunt. <laughs> I cannot wait for him to just show up and dun, 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 dun. like right there. Ah! So it's super exciting to finally get to see one of my oldest action heroes kind of depart and just end it. Hopefully it ends there. No reboot, no recast, no nothing. It ends there. Poof. Capiche. And what was the other um what was the other movie that's releasing in 2023? It was uh, uh, yeah, it was the the Marvels that, that that's the sequel to Captain Marvel. Um yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um the a live a live action uh The Little Mermaid, um, and the, the Haunted Mansion remake and Ant-Man the Wasp and Quantumania. Did you notice that almost all of those films are all Marvel films? Yeah, every single, most of it was Marvel films. Everything that is being released by Disney now is either a kids animation film, a Marvel film, or a old remake to one of their old rides. And the Marvels not that excited for it nothing against the characters it's just there isn't really that much hype obviously they're still they're still filming stuff they are um you know they're putting a lot of the footage together so i i think it's i think it's going to be fine there's not really that much to go into there Ant-Man and the wasp quantumania jonathan majors killed it as kang the conqueror or actually a variant of kang the conqueror um and Loki in, in the Loki season finale. So I'm excited to see as how he tears it up in in, in Quantum Mania. Um, the Little Mermaid, oh my, this is gonna be like a whole segment, but I'm gonna keep it short. 
there was a video on a comedian um, that I saw, I think, either on YouTube, maybe Instagram. And this was last year. He said, he said these terms, diversity for profit. And the Little Mermaid is one of those princesses that is just so wonderful. I love the Little Mermaid. I'm a grown man and I will go see the Little Mermaid. And I have nothing against the actress that's playing the, the actress that's playing the Little Mermaid. She's the, she's a music artist, um, Halle Bar, no, Halle Bailey, something like yeah, that. Yeah, one of the, the Bailey twins. Yes, yes, cause she, cause she's like a, she's like an R and B star, and I heard her voice. It's very beautiful. She has a very, very beautiful voice, and that's the only thing that has me excited for this movie, because if it was any other person, I wouldn't have gone because. There's always this controversy that's going to be there where if you want to make an African-American character, create one or touch base on one that's already African-American. Do not get a, a character that's white and turn him black for the sake of just for the sake of just bringing people to the movie theaters. People are going to go see The Little Mermaid no matter who you cast. They saw something in Halle Bailey in the audition room that impressed everybody. And I can see it with her music. So I'm, it's not that I'm not excited for the movie. I'm, I'm just, I'm very skeptic as to how they're going to interpret it. So let's see. I, I want to go in with an open mind. Um, I'm excited for Halle Bailey. I want to see her, her, I want to see her acting, see how she can do. Um, but that, that's what, ha that, that's one of the movies that's coming out next year that has me excited. And, um, the, I think you mentioned the Willy Wonka movie with Timothy Chalamet and, um, let's see how that one goes. I'm a huge Timothy fan. So that, that one can, it's not a breakout role for him. There's no reason for him to break out of anything. He's a certified star in this business. So we're good there. Um, the, you said that they're releasing a barbie movie with my girl margo i saw the picture everybody knows including my future wife she knows that Margot robbie is my hall pass you know this trico <laughs> you know this is is um how fond of you are, are you of margo Oh my God! I <laughs> I had my eyes on her when she did uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, and then uh, she started getting getting bigger roles when she did the, the one with um with Will Smith. I forgot the name of that solo movie they did, and then she started getting more bigger when she started doing uh started doing Harley Quinn, and then started doing other movies outside of Disney, outside of DC. I'm going to tell you this. You said this earlier. You said this earlier in the podcast that Margot Robbie is the perfect person for to play Barbie. There is a second person that's not an actress that would be perfect for this role. And the name is Paris Hilton. <laughs> 
But Margot Robbie is Barbie for me. I'm going to go see this movie. She did a movie called, I think, Bombshell. Um, that yeah, came that out. was with um, Charlize Theron and uh, Nicole Kidman. Yes, yes. I saw that movie and I was very impressed with her acting. I didn't think that Barbie would be a project that she would take on, but anything that she takes on, I'll go see because she puts entertainment in anything. So I'm, I'm going to go see my girl and Kayla knows this. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'm, I didn't think I'd be more excited to see a Barbie movie than like the marvels <laughs> and avatar actually you know avatar is another thing um the guardians of the galaxy volume three it's gonna break a lot of hearts that's for sure it's gonna break a lot of hearts because it's james gunn's final hurrah in the dis in the disney marvel train and that's very sad but it's not but it's not james gunn's fault it's disney's fault on this one so that's another movie that I'm excited for. There's a lot of movies that, are, that I'm very excited for. I have never been this excited to go back in cinemas probably since 2011. You remember the summer of 2011? Yeah, yeah that was a crazy year. That, was a that year was wild. I remember I was in Puerto Rico for like a month and I was staying at my grandmother's house and I would go with my uncle to see every movie that came out every movie i had an actual calendar of all the movies i released the day of and i will go see it the weekend that they came out yeah but um yeah we all know that um dizzy and Warner brothers kill kill the uh the, their panels but um we have two more left and uh, the next one we're going to talk about is from from paramount so um one of the the, the non-biggest um uh movies they talked about was was babylon and that's going to be a American peace drama with um, Brad Pitt, uh, Margot Robbie, and also Tobey Maguire, who also served as the executive producer on the movie. And his role, he's playing um, Charlie uh, Charlie Chaplin. I don't know how, how much you know about that um, about the, that comedian actor. So it's based on him and then uh, other uh, like historic actors from from that time. And uh, that's going to be released on Christmas Day. So, but the but the three big ones they touch on uh, for for Paramount was we find we got some more footage from the upcoming uh, Top Gun Maverick, what's going to be coming out on Memorial Memorial Day weekend. So um, uh, definitely be like a lookout for that. Can't wait for that one. Um, we got a new name for the um Quiet Place prequel would now be named Quiet Place Day One. And that will come out in theaters on September 22nd, 2023. And then lastly, uh, we got some names for the uh, Mission Impossible 7 and 8. So each one is going to be named uh, Dead Reckoning. So uh, Mission Impossible 7, Day 1 Reckoning Part 1 is going to come out on July 14th, 2023. And then Mission Impossible 8, Day of Reckoning Part 2. That's going to come out on June 2nd, 2024. So uh, what are your thoughts from the, uh, for the Paramount panel? A lot, a lot of these studios really went all out in their panels this year. Um, the Paramount panel, I heard about Babylon. 
I heard it's supposed to be really long. Like I'm talking about three hours. Um, I love Charlie Chaplin. I actually did a couple of Charlie Chaplin inspired performances back in my acting school, probably like less than five years ago. But um, I don't remember who the director of Babylon is supposed to be. I think he worked on- He did La La Land. He did La La Land. Um, and La La Land with, and Whiplash. I haven't seen Whiplash completely. Um, I do remember that he is not just the director, he's a screenwriter. And he worked on, I think, the sequel to Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, I still haven't seen La La Land. Um, he, I think he's one of those directors that hasn't done a lot of films, but he's starting to come out with more stuff now. Um, for Paramount, geez, man, so many movies. How awesome it is to be um, a movie fan right now. Yep. Your, your wallet has to be screaming for help. <laughs> well, to be to be fair, to uh, be fair. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of people say that going to the movie theater is, is more cheaper going to a concert or certain like uh, sporting stuff. Dude, I bought tickets to go see. Man, I bought tickets to go see. I think Spider Man No Way Home for like less than thirty dollars. Cause the tickets were, they, they were like almost less than ten bucks each. Usually, I would pay eleven to fifteen dollars for every movie that I did, for like every movie. Not that movie I did, but every movie that I would go see. Um, Top Gun, the the Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick. I haven't even seen the first one, so I don't really know what, um, like, I don't know what's going on there. I'm sh I'm surprised that the Mission Impossible franchise is ending on a two-parter, but that's pretty much what all the movies are doing now, ever since Harry Potter did it with Deathly Hallows. So I, I think that's why, that that's why I think there's a possibility that Tom Cruise is not going to appear. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because he's been working nonstop on the last two Mission Impossible movies. I'm not that big of a fan of A Quiet Place, but I'm still a fan. I haven't seen part two, but I saw part one and I really liked the dynamic between John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I love the both of them. I want the both of them to work on a lot more pictures. And they're doing a prequel and I think they also announced, not at the panel, but I think they announced prior to that also another sequel, I think a part three. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen the second one, so I don't know what's going to lead up to part three. Yeah, they never mentioned anything about part three. They just mentioned about the prequel first. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. I, might, I must have heard it from the great vines of Imaginary Lamb um, that part three was coming out. I don't know where it is that I saw it, but I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up to see if maybe, um, you know, you know, if maybe they were still working on that. Um, didn't they also announce their? Uh, they announced another. They announced another movie at the Paramount panel. I don't remember what it was. Do you? Um, do you? Can you? Um, can you look at the list and see which one we haven't talked about yet? 
I don't know, because like I was trying to look up and see what else there, because I was hoping they would talk about um the new upcoming screen because that was already been announced. Um, I was hoping they was gonna get in the, the detail to um about Transformers, but I don't think uh, that that had touched the headlines in social media because uh, I don't know they probably touch about it, but I don't think it got much headlines as far no. as like going on social media. Like the the only ones that were that was touched about was uh was Top Gun, the Mission Impossible movie. And the um and quiet place. That was those are the only ones that was talked about that was mentioned online. Huh. I thought that I thought that there was like at least like um two more knowing how long each of the panels were. But um it's just overall, all these panels, everything that happened at CinemaCon, I'm gonna say it, it has me really stoked for the future of pictures because not a lot of movies. It wasn't until maybe less than 10 years ago that we started seeing like like more than 20 movies a year. And now there's panels, there's conventions where all these properties are coming out with either sequels, prequels, remakes, all this stuff. And now every now it looks like every month you at least have a chance to go see one movie that is going to come out. And at least one out of like the 20 movies that they announced is going to be a huge box office success unless you're a marvel fan and unless you're in the marvel panel that is a guaranteed 500 million dollars at the box office already within the first two weeks but it's all right <laughs> it's um it, it is what it is and i'm really excited for it man you and i should go see more movies together bro I, like we saw Spider-Man No Way Home, and I think we went to see... Batman. Uh, which one? The Batman. Oh, yeah, we saw The Batman. That movie was wild. The second that it came out on HBO Max, I, I saw it again. Yeah, I, I definitely did, too. And, oh, yeah. But, uh, and then lastly, uh, the last panel they talked about was from, from Lionsgate. Uh, nothing too much um, newsworthy, uh, I think... Um, but uh, we'll get to the, uh, the the best one out of out of that panel. But um, I don't know if you ever saw the Hunger Game movie series, but um, there is going to be a prequel called the uh, the the Babber of the Songbirds and Snakes. With uh, that's going to be arriving in theaters on November seventeenth to twenty twenty three. Um, the Expendables four is supposed to be happening this year, but um. They haven't gone further as far as the release date on that. That it might change on that, but um, yeah. So uh, the Expendables uh, series was just mostly on all the all the famous like nineties um action heroes coming up for like for one movie. Uh, uh personally, uh, the first two was great. Um, the third one didn't really do that good because uh, they was trying to go the PG thirteen route and that didn't work out well. So her foot. So with this fourth one. They are going back to rated R as it should be, but um, it's mostly going to be focused on the new action heroes more than the uh, than the old school nineties uh, uh, action heroes for for this one. And then lastly, um, everyone was waiting for 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 Keanu Reeves to show up and talk about John Wick. So everybody knows that John Wick Four is going to be coming out on March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three, and then we're going to get a spinoff called Ballerina starring Anna uh, Duda Morris 
know who's going to be uh, playing playing in this movie. I love her in the um in No Time to Die. She was great, and I hope she gets more action movies like this uh, as well. Let's see. She's also supposed to be playing Marilyn in the Marilyn biopic. So let's see. Let's see how she does with that. Oh yeah. And there's supposed to be two separate uh, ones. One is rated R and one is NC-17. Oh, man. When people start asking the question, what's the difference between rated R and NC-17, you'll see. You, you'll see. NC-17 is a very rare, super rare rating for a movie. Because if they just want to make something rated R, they just make it rated R. But now they're saying it's, uh, it's NC-17. It's like, ooh. I wonder what's in there that makes it NC-17. Probably, probably a lot of um, nudity and um, sexual content because that's 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 pretty much close to Maryland. So let's let, like let, let's see with that. Yeah, yeah, wow. so many movies. <laughs> yeah. So what are your thoughts from from Lionsgate? Lionsgate. Since they're not Warner Brothers and Disney, I don't really have high expectations for a lot of outside um, production companies and, and movie distributors. Um, because really, all the good, like all the good ones, all the um, all the good properties are where they're supposed to be. It's Warner Brothers, Disney, a little bit of Bloomhouse here and there. Um, but all these movies, I actually have them written down in a list on my notes on my phone because I think this is the time now, and I'm going to say this to all filmmakers out there, this is now the opportunity that we've been waiting for to finally go back into the movie theater and really keep what has brought entertainment and inspiration for all of us artsy-fartsies to really go out and show what we got. Because a lot of these movies that are coming out now is in result because of the pandemic delaying a lot of things. It changed a lot of people's perspective on movies. So a lot of things are releasing and streaming. But hearing the idea of the movie theater experience going away, that's just very sad. So every opportunity that us filmmakers, actors, screenwriters, directors, future producers of the world, take the opportunity to go see a movie in your local theater because let's face, let, let's face it, the future is streaming, but we should never, ever take away the tradition of going to see entertainment physically with you there. It's just not the same experience. So I encourage everybody, all the movies that we talked about in this podcast, all the, uh, all the production companies that we've spoken of, all the CinemaCon panels, read on them. All these movies have... Probably have a lot of interesting stories that back up the production, and the more attention we give it, the more you know, the more content we get. So, I'm a huge advocate for going to the movies. So please, to everybody listening to this podcast, think like just please go out and just see a movie. It's it really helps a lot. It really really does. Staying at home is not the same thing. It's not. And I can testify to that. My girlfriend can testify to that. Trigo, even you can testify for that. That's why you have this podcast. Yes, of course. Because um, okay, I know some people out there have their own um, most anticipated uh, movies that they want to see, uh, that they want to see in theaters. And that's a good thing. 
because um not everyone can see like oh like every single movie they come out each week uh, like uh, no not not everyone has that type of money to do that but um if you have that uh so those certain type of movies that you definitely want to see that you want to put on your list for, for that particular year put on your list and then just wait for for tickets to come out so you could definitely gonna, could see that movie whether it's bad or good or or not so right and you don't have to go and see all these movies just by going to see one out of like the 30 movies that we spoke about it's it's awesome the experience is like no other literally a couple days ago i went to go see the northman and it was like an experience that i never thought i would see in the movie theaters again like it really really was and i'm i'm very i'm very excited for what's for what's next for for the movies for sure Oh yeah, and uh, and there's gonna be a lot of um box office expectations of uh, for the for for these upcoming movies, especially for um for Doctor Strange, Thor, um Avatar, uh what else? Uh Black Adam, um uh, Jurassic World. Like, like there's gonna be a lot of box office expectations uh, when they come out there on uh, their certain um and the release date, and like how many people. Are gonna be good, go, go, want to go to watch that movie. Like I understand that certain people are still concerned. Like even though we're still in the pandemic era, but we are still trying to get to get back in the world. And I know that some people may not be still be safe out there, and you just want to wait out until the movie uh, come out on streaming. That's fine. Now I'm not gonna judge anyone um, for that. But um, but if there's a certain movie. That you definitely want to is the uh, definitely want to see in theaters or want to take the time and want to see in theaters because you might have maybe see it online or you might then see a promoter on your on your local TV like yeah just go take the time and, and just uh, just support because um we're trying to get back as normal as possible as we can so a lot of people going back to the movies like uh, we even touch about. On the Batman, and look at how much money it made, and, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Look at how much money it made because people are going back into the movies, not, not just because um it's our superhero flag, because uh, well, but so we are, some of us are nerds are watching that, but um uh, they're like wanting to get that experience because like going to the movie theater is like going to a concert, but like with at least uh, the with the tickets not being a a, a jillion dollars or something. So um yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all we try to mention. We're not trying to uh, bribe any people to go back to the movie theaters, but uh, we just want to uh, like if you if is there a certain movie that you want to save that, that that's coming out this year that you want to save to watch in the theater. So, so save it on your list and then wait for the movie to come out in theaters and when tickets go so you can buy your ticket. Right, right. Never, I would never ever pressure someone to do what they're not supposed to unless I tell them go to the movies and I'm gonna tie you up and you're going on like you're going on willingly so uh yeah <laughs> but, um, yeah. oh yeah so we are definitely uh excited for it but um that wraps up everything that we touch on today and uh, everything that was announced um and mentioned uh, during the uh the the, the cinema con but um uh, before we wrap up today, um, I'm gonna give the floor to you, uh, Alice. If you want to talk about the project that we're working on now, this is your open forum. This is your time uh, to, to talk about it if you want to. Oh man, uh, 
So for those of you, so for everyone that doesn't know or, is, or um, hasn't been updated yet, me and Trico are working on an upcoming, um, an upcoming vampire short film called Dracul. Um, it is inspired by the, it is inspired by the Bram Stoker novel, um, but it's not, it, it's not directly an adaptation of it. It's, we, we have our own spin to it and it's actually not exactly focused on the Dracula character. It's more focused on his, on his child named Nathaniel, who I will be playing. Um, Trico is my assistant producer. He's also going to be helping with the BTS photography. Um, I'm really excited about this project. Obviously, nobody expected that the pandemic was going to hit the way that it did. And in result, it, ha it hasn't really allowed for the for our project to take off. But now that this year, you know, this, you know, we're all in kind of a better situation and, and in a better state of mind, not only financially, but emotionally, spiritually, all that kind of stuff. Um, the project is is it's a really big passion project of mine because I, I've always been a huge fan of Universal Monsters. So to have this opportunity to work on a project that I never thought I would work on until I came up with the idea, it's very, it's, it's very exciting. And the last time we updated everyone on this was probably last year when we were on the podcast um, with the director and as an and co-writer, Kayla Griffin, and with our director of photography, Gabriel Gillen. We had a bunch of updates and obviously we had to kind of take a break. Um, I'm actually saying this in this podcast. We did take a break for personal reasons that just didn't really allow for us to give our full undivided attention to the story. But now that we can and we have that ability, we're now going more hardcore than ever on making sure that we bring the story to life. So I'm, I'm very proud of the work that, 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 that we have right now. I'm very proud of the patience that my cast and crew, shout out to everybody that has been patient with us along the way. This project has been in development for about three years now. And obviously we've been trying to hype it up for it to come out as soon as possible. But obviously, you know, this is our first project that we're working on, you know, on our own without the backing of an actual studio. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to make our dreams come into a reality, and we think that this project would do so. Um, one thing that I will say is that it was intent, it is intended to be a limited series, but we are making it a short film as a pitch. So this is a great opportunity for us to really expand more on the story and more or less focus on the main areas of the story that we really want to show before we go on ahead and um, go ahead and expand on uh, on all the characters that we have. I'm very excited with what we have. The script is still um, the, the script is still in development, but it's actually in very good progress at the moment. It's a lot of things that we decided to add and take out, but I'm very excited with what we have. And I'm very excited to have Trico by my side as my assistant producer. I can't really trust anybody else with this um, with this job. So Thank you for having me on this podcast and giving me a little bit of the floor for me to talk about it. Because to be honest, I don't really get that much opportunity to talk about it anymore because everything else 
has just gotten in the way. And for us to really talk about the stuff that we are working on ourselves, it's really therapeutic for me. So this is, so again, thank you for giving me the floor. And just to sum up the update of our upcoming project, the script is, the script is in very, is in very good hands with me and my co-writer Kayla and the script and the script can um, could be done as it could be completed with the first draft very 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 soon so the sooner the better and we're very excited we we know you know we know how this story is going to go down so it's a matter of doing the right things for the script and the amount of time that we have so uh i guess i guess that's all i got for now <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to put the, the too much out there. We do want to keep you guys updated uh, on what's going on. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get this uh, thing, bad boy, into production so we can get this thing uh, going for moving forward. But uh, we'll keep you guys uh, uh, updated on that. But um, let, let me know, you guys, in the comment section, if you were listening on YouTube, uh, let me know your thoughts on everything that we discussed today. What are you uh, looking most forward to that was announced from, from, from CinemaCon? Let me know in the comment section. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and hit that to notification bell when our new videos are uploaded. And of course, if you're listening on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, don't forget to um, uh, follow the, uh, the, that link as well. And don't forget to go into the YouTube link in that description and post your comments uh, that there but um other than that um alice thank you for for taking your time for to be on the, this episode i know this was a really uh crazy uh topic uh, episode with everything that was discussed and i feel like i picked the right uh special guest to talk about with me today Oh, for sure, man it's an honor to be it's an honor to be in this podcast i don't to be honest man anything anything with you is going to be fun. So I am for, I, I, I love being here. I love being on this podcast and dude, I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for all the, all the segments that you want me for. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. You're always welcome back to, uh, to the show anytime, but uh, other than that, he is Alice and I'm Trico. You already know two fingers deuces. We're out. Deuces.